0: Hello, and welcome to T's Table Talk. I am so excited to have a special guest here today. Um, So thankful, so thankful. She embodies uh, leadership. Uh, she is so supportive of women's issues. Uh, Assembly member Taylor Darling. I'm going to do her uh, her biography okay. a little bit, give you a little bit of background information, um, and then we're going to speak with uh, Assembly member Taylor Darling. Uh, she attended her dream college, uh, Spelman, at the age of 16. Uh, she was accepted into a clinical psychology doctorate program at the age of Uh, 19, and eventually transferred to Hofstra University, where she became an industrial organizational psychologist. And I I have to tell you, I had to look that up. Um, (laughs) She has worked (laughs) in several industries creating and implementing systems to increase efficiency, productivity, and profitability. However, the growing needs of her community began to require her Attention, and so in 2018 she challenged a 15-term incumbent, and she won. Let, let me just tell the audience uh, that 15-term—that 15 ter- 15 means 30 years. Somebody seated for 30 years. Please help me welcome Assembly Member Taylor Darling. Thank you for coming on, Assembly Member.
1: Hi, it is my pleasure, and I am honored to be here. Um, It's it's really interesting to hear things about yourself because, um, you know, I really feel like every day I'm in the trenches working really hard for our community, and and um, I identify as a public servant. So you don't really think of the things that you do as like. Great or life changing because you were so focused on initiating that change. But I appreciate your kind words and and just understanding that this is real. This is a lot of work. A- absolutely,
0: absolutely. Um. So uh, you know, I had the uh, the the pleasure of working only one day uh, on your campaign. You weren't there. But I did. I was able to vol- Well, no, because you were on the ground. <laughs> you know, you, you, you. were serious yes, about. You're. you're yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I. I know. I follow you, and um, you know, and rightfully so. And I got the sense that you were dynamic. You know, energetic, and in. You know, I was really uh, actually I was really impressed and and, of course, proud to learn when you when you know when you won. And then since then, you know, I've been hearing great things about you seeing, you know, uh, how the you know, from the from the little from the big to the small where how you you know, how you carry yourself and conduct yourself, you know, in the assembly to how you treat your staff. And that's very important. Um. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, if that's okay, with regard to yeah. um you, you serving uh the 18th Assembly District. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Okay. Definitely District 18.
0: <laughs> okay. Wonderful. And and what what areas does does that cover, uh, Assembly Member?
1: Our major areas um, in Nassau County, Long Island, and New York, are Hempstead, Uniondale, Freeport, and Roosevelt. Then we have areas in Lakeview, Merrick. Uh, parts of East Meadow, parts of West Hempstead, and I think about thirty-nine to forty homes in Garden City. Wow, wow, that's so, a big area.
0: So, so now you, you know, I mentioned in your bio earlier, when um, in in the introduction, you know that you, um, you know, you have a formal education background in organizing organizational, industrial organizational psychology, actually. And, yeah. uh, and so, you know, you, you, you were fine. What was the catalyst that led you to decide to challenge a 30 year, uh, a 15 term, 30 year, uh, seated, uh, incumbent, uh, incumbent, um, for the 18th assembly district? What, what led you to that decision?
1: Well, first my, my parents were both very, uh, very huge community organizers. My father was our chess coach in Bed- Bedford-Stuyvesant area of Brooklyn. My mother left a very amazing career in corporate law once she realized um, the the quality of education I was receiving in Bed-Stuy. She took a humongous pay cut to become a, a public a public school teacher in Brooklyn. Mm. And I think that just law and education, those were two things I kind of. You know, shied away from. They were not things that I necessarily were interested in. But we wound up moving to Nassau County after my dad died when I was about 11, and I was immediately able to identify the difference between Garden City and Hempstead, and I did not understand it. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Mom, Dad, why didn't you? Why didn't you look for a house in Garden City?" And they said, "Why don't you have a job to contribute <laughs> to the house?" <laughs> and um, my mom said to me something. It was just very important. She said, "If you do not like," how Hempstead is then you go and change it. And I was 11 years old when that seed was planted. So I became very active in the Uniondale School District. Even though I lived in the village of Hempstead, um, we were zoned for Uniondale School District. I became a huge community leader. I was president of every club. I was the voice of Uniondale. Graduated at 16, really, really thrived. And, um, you know, went and made a lot of high net worth individuals richer. And uh, I went through a phase where I felt like I really wasn't serving the community. I was not being treated well in my my Position at the time, so we did this uh, big Daniel fast, my first time in January of 2018, with my church. So it was like a corporate fast, so we all were doing it at the same time, which a lot of people feel like you get the movement and you get the answers and you get that power mm. because it's a group effort, mm-hmm. and uh, that that fast changed my life I realized I had lost my power after my mother died and I was a very broken sad person and Mm. and I had I always wanted to go to Santorini I pushed my trip from September of that year to March and that was life-changing and um, I I took a couple of uh, courses and seminars I started to feel my power coming back so when my sister looked at me in May of 2018 and said you know I don't like where our community is going, and Taylor, you know, you get paid to fix things. You need to run for this seat. You need to run to become the Assemblywoman of the 18th Assembly District because you will fix it. And I, I decided to, uh, to take the leap. No political training. I am definitely a salesperson. I'm a strategist, So I, and I'm a firm believer that you can do anything you put your mind to mm. uh, with a good plan.
0: Mm -hmm. And I I
1: jumped into it and as someone I don't even watch the news because it definitely it um it it takes away from my positivity, you know, to 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 hear and see a lot of things. I'm very protective of my space. Mm. But I had to really catch up and figure out what was going on in the political climate in Nassau County and just be who I am and tell people, hey guys, I am here. We all deserve excellence, we all deserve an amazing quality of life for ourselves and our family, and here's how we can get it done. So that is that is what led me to the challenge of thirty
0: year incumbent. (laughs) Well, well, listen. Um. So so that's a nice segue for my next question, which is excellence. Excellence for the 18th. Uh, What does that look like? You know, to you, what what do you what would you like to to see for the 18th Assembly District? You know, under your leadership.
1: I would love to see a a more equitable. Uh, district 18 Um, there's a big difference between equality and equity Mm -hmm. and we are we have some some serious spots in this district where it is just it is really almost criminal how some people are living Mm -hmm. we have housing issues of course we have huge educational issues huge gaps in different areas throughout the district that I would like closed. And I just believe that everyone deserves an excellent standard of living, no matter what the demographics are, because that is what we pay into this tax system for. That is what we all deserve. So we've broken down the excellence for the 18th into three pillars. Uh, The first pillar is excellent education and training for all. We have to invest in ourselves Mm -hmm. and our children to make sure that we do have the resources and the skill sets to become business owners, to, to become people who contribute to a workforce. And I say for all because we never stop learning. You know, Mm. you know, you're in an amazing community in an amazing area when you know that there are people of all ages taking classes and getting certificates and starting new businesses and having second and third careers Mm. and that there are resources to support that. And that's what we really, really want. Um, Also, with the excellent um, uh, community beautification, one of the major complaints as I was campaigning and and, and forming this platform and and how we could uh, break it down into uh, pillars to, to address these issues Mm -hmm. were potholes. Everyone complained about the potholes. You move to Long Island and you say, good, I don't have to worry about finding street parking. I don't have to worry about potholes. I don't have to worry about my cars being stolen. Mm -hmm. And we have some of the worst streets I think in my district. And it's hard because imagine it you're living, You know, it's very expensive to live in Nassau County, and there are a lot of people dealing with housing insecurity and food insecurity. You have a damaged tire or wheel from a a really terrible road. That could be seven hundred dollars. Maybe you did not bet on spending. That could be the difference between you eating and getting medication, and mm, and uh, mm. we don't we don't want that because we are paying to to make sure that we can avoid some of these issues out here in Nassau County. Um, also, green space, making sure that our environments are conducive to an excellent quality of life. Our children, we all we all become what we see where we live. So we want to make sure that as much as we can control it. It is a beautiful place with clean air, with great trees, with with uh, great parks, you know, um, people who take pride in their their lawns and, and there's cohesion. Those are things that really do impact us on a day-to-day basis. And finally, the third pillar of excellence is health as well. I slid that in. A lot of people didn't really speak about it during the campaign, but I firmly believe that unhealthy people are not focused on anything but their health. And I also feel like if we don't take care of ourselves, we have a lot of uh, premature deaths. We have a lot of issues and dead people don't vote. Dead people can't contribute to the community, you know? Yeah. So we really want to make sure that we're healthy so that we're able to focus on what's next, which is making sure our community and our education system is, is more than serving everyone in our community.
0: Okay. Uh, well, we're just, uh, <laughs> we're just going through, <laughs> you're kind of answering <laughs> my questions. <laughs> <laughs> As we're going, um, so so the three pillars, um, you know the uh, the three areas you like to address in the 18th, uh, are of course, training for all, um, community beautification, you know, the green space, and then of course, health is wealth. And absolutely, health. If you if you don't have your health, you don't have anything, right? You have nothing. So maybe not even life. No. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, and so my I, I was going to ask you about um. You know, as a newly uh, elected member, uh, how has your educational background uh, in organizational psychology assisted you in your leadership role uh, today as a member of the New York State okay. Assembly?
1: Okay. I cannot say enough great things about Hofstra and the IO psychology program. I mean, between the collaboration and the application of psychological principles to the workforce incredible they gave us a great foundational knowledge of of io psychology and io psychology is pretty much psychology applied to the workforce and most of us at one point in our lives Mm -hmm. have to work somewhere you know Mm -hmm. most of us so it was really great to see that psychology is everywhere it's human behavior it's patterns how can we how can we um, create systems that increase efficiency and productivity and profitability. And for me, training and development and um, work life balance were always like two huge passions of mine. Mm-hmm. So the way it's really helped me is making sure one, my team feels supported. Team excellence is amazing. And our core team, as far as people who are on the payroll, there are four of us three full timers and one part timer. And we are responsible for about 135,000 people and mm-hmm. counting because we're also responsible for New York State. We make laws for the whole state as well. Mm-hmm. So my team is very important to me making sure that um they avoid burnout making sure i have a uh, protective measures around their time so they have creative free space because it, it there's so much work to be done that if we wanted to sit here for the rest of our days and never leave mm-hmm. we would we would be able to do that you could do we, that we know the word you absolutely we don't know the word yeah. we don't yeah, we don't know the word, birth. so making sure that the office space is beautiful, we renovate it, it's comfortable, you know, very flexible, because the thing is, we're working seven days a week. So making sure that they know that they are valued, and we take care of each other, and we, we practice self-care. Um, I-O psychology is great, because they always tell you, um, you know, just different techniques that organizations like say google facebook they mm-hmm. would have like they make sure that their their um their staff have great food and they have you know great incentives and they make it very convenient because they know the, the workload is, is intense but i take very good care of my team could not do this without them um it's also helped with um my collaboration with others Mm -hmm. you know in that program and as an io psychologist you're doing a lot of collaboration because you have to deal with different departments to figure out the best ways to create systems that are really going to impact organizations in a positive way um and and i mean i can't say enough about io psychology and how i utilize so many of the principles that i learned uh to to you know again be organized create systems come up with game plans this is what i do all day and also being a chess player i was a, a child I played chess with a child. I competed two days a week, practiced five days a week. Chess was everything for our family. My father wow. was one of our chess coaches. Um, our team came 14th in the nation in the 1994 mm. National. So that was it was just beautiful because my dad said, you learn chess, you learn life. You yes. have to know how to strategize. Yes, You yes, don't yes. want to just be shooting shots blindly and figuring things out that's a waste of time and effort and efficiency is like my favorite word because i am happy to spend and devote time but you will not be wasting my time there my you don't. so, so <laughs> and then that's why that's why you need a plan you know you need a plan to make it work so so yes depth my educational background has been major and of course psychology I'm dealing with humans all day. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with humans who have a lot of different needs and I am working to encourage them and convince them that they deserve excellence for some of them. And then for others, I'm working to to um, kind of like restore that hope and faith in local government mm-hmm. and elected officials and how they can work for you. Uh, because a lot of them have seen a lot of things and experienced things where even if they're educated, even if they're they're living a really good quality of life, they are not leveraging local government the way we could mm-hmm. to make sure that, um you know, again, some of these communities are not afterthoughts and i think that that's what we see a lot we're afterthoughts you know making sure that everyone knows that they have to vote because their voice is their currency their vote is their currency and and as our vote our voting um our voting presence becomes greater the first thing that people look at is like okay we have a lot of voters here we need to make sure that they have what they need and just explaining that breaking it down in a simple way and, and 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 making sure that we all are there and engaged
0: Listen, uh, I checked out your scorecard, uh, and you have one hundred percent attendance. <laughs> you. you vote. You have not missed a vote. Oh, thank <laughs> and, you. And that is that is wonderful and amazing in itself. Thank you. Um, and, and good it,
1: good good job for you doing your research. Girl. Listen, everybody research. <laughs> the information's out there. So that that's great to hear. I try so spread, I try to be a little message. prepared. <laughs>
0: Listen, I said, she's coming on my show. I said, <laughs> I got to make sure I'm prepared, yes. you know, and yes. um, in addition to that, I want to say a couple of things about you, when you mentioned about the uh, IO training, Um, I think, you know, at some point in the future, you know, I, you know, I'm not sure about, I, I'm sure that you have great relationships with your colleagues, but, you know, they could benefit from that type of training because. You know, I can speak firsthand on, you know, being exhausted, you know, um, yes. like I said, seven days a week, Um, you know, and, and, you know, events, you know, doing events after events. So, you know, hopefully in the future, you know, that might be something, you know, maybe a, a retreat or something for, you know, that could be presented Definitely. to the to the colleagues and to say, listen, this is why this works for my office. You know, yes. and, you know what I mean? Are 100%
1: correct. Yeah. Because one thing I do love about about the assembly is they give you a lot of autonomy. So like, do what you need to do to be successful because you know your district. But I, w- I would say the training, I-, I do wish that there was a lot more training because there, there are a lot of things that happen and occur where if more training was there, you know, we could, we could have avoided a lot of issues and just really just hit the ground running. And, and this is a very intense position, and it is what you make of it. And, and you said something about having the energy for events. I had to commit to working out five days a week to make sure my energy levels stay up Mm -hmm. um, to Mm -hmm. make sure that, you know, I'm my brand. I'm presenting in the same way. People, when they meet me, they're like, this is consistent across the board because you said a very important thing. You said building relationships. I build relationships with my colleagues. I build relationships with the labor unions with Mm -hmm. organizations. And a lot of that is just Again, being accessible to them and following up and following through with anything that you commit to. So now when I need support, people are more than happy to usually get behind me. And that's what it's really about. So I do think that. I do think that there are there are some definite opportunities for trainings. Mm-hmm. So you know, send some send some specialists our way because one thing I'll say is our speaker is incredible. He is open to pretty much anything that we need, and he wants us to feel supported. And and I I couldn't I could not work with and for a better body right now. It is it's just an amazing time to be alive and be in government right now in New York.
0: Well, uh, uh, so you you're just setting me up for these great segues. I tell you. <laughs> So, so we're you know so we're all blue, both houses, right? Uh the yes. uh, the upper and the and the lower and uh, and so you all are to be commended because you passed another on time budget. Uh, yeah. But I think it was and early. I, I, was it early? I think it was even
1: earlier, right? Yeah, it was somewhat. I was delirious after <laughs> like 150 hours. But I will say this, um, and I want to just shout out. Everyone, especially my sister, Sydney Daniel, um, my family, and Wayne Hall Jr., Mm. uh, my executive director now, and my campaign manager, Aaron Siegel, our race had a huge impact on why we have an all blue conference for the first time in in eight years because people stayed the line here in Nassau County so if you'll notice Nassau County gets a lot of attention right now because we really need to support our senators um in in the blue Mm -hmm. and because a lot of these areas are like swing areas so they can go either way so um so it's just it's just something to say about our race and the power of the people Mm -hmm. and the power of the three brilliant strategists behind this campaign you know um Mm -hmm while we have Senator Thomas here uh, and we have um, uh, Brooks again, like people stay the line. Mm -hmm. Our community has a lot of power. We are mostly democratic um, in district 18 and we really can win races. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is exactly why I want our community to have everything that they need because we, we, we do it. We're here. We have the numbers, we have the support and um, you you saw that with our last race.
0: Mm Um. You know, yes, uh, you first of all, you do. You have a great, uh, a great staff behind you. A great team. Um, Wayne's Thank phenomenal. You. Aaron, phenomenal. Known him for a, a good while. Um, but, you know, um, they they you got to have a figurehead, you know, and, and that's you. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, um, you're you're doing an amazing job of, of being being an example as an example of of uh, in leadership, uh, you know, as a woman in leadership. Um, I want to go back though, to the budget. Um, I wanted to say, um, I want to actually get your take on, on, on the budget, you know, on, you know, wins, losses, draws, you know, um, is there, you know, where where do you think we, where do you think we won and and where do you, you know, where do you
1: think we, we may have had
0: some losses?
1: Oh boy. Um, the budget. So this, process is definitely something that I'm still learning about. And um, I will say this, Senator Parker has been an incredible resource to me. Um, he told me a lot of people do shy away from learning about the budget. So he said, you know what you have to do? You have to become an expert on the budget. And, um, you know, a lot of women, we're not generally uh, raised and conditioned to to know about money and to care about money, mm-hmm. um, which I see that changing. And I definitely was one of those women. Um, I actually married someone in risk management and finance, so I did not have to pay attention to, (laughs) (laughs) but, but as life will tell you, it will bring you to the point where you need to learn for yourself. And, um, so with this budget, I mean, I have to say the biggest loss for me right now is, um, the, uh, the, the, the equity and education in that formula. I think my area is owed, um, Hempstead alone was like, owed about $167 million to school districts because the because of the formula and that issue. And I don't know if we're ever gonna close or get that four billion dollar um hit to the school districts that really need the, those funds. So mm-hmm. they 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 took a little piece off of it. But you know, we get the new numbers in November from the the data that comes from the school districts, and then it puts us right back in the same space, give or take. So, um, I I would feel I feel like with education and that that um, that void right there, mm-hmm. that is really hard because it's no coincidence that those districts that need that money are really in dire straits right now. They're having really really serious financial issues for a lot of reasons. But but um, money that's owed to them, it would be great to to see that there. Um, I do feel like we, um, I mean, I I was very fixated on education. I will say that I was very fixated on education, uh, this, this session. And I do feel like, um, I would have loved to have seen, you know, in the budget, something around, uh cannabis that would have been great uh Uh the the legalization of that that would have been really really great i think that's gonna be
0: yeah i think that's coming up again i think
1: you guys are going
0: to definitely address
1: that next session we have to because the reality is It it impacts so many other areas and communities. If you have communities that have been literally torn apart because people are in prison Mm -hmm. for something that was decriminalized and and the cost to be in the system, the cost to, you know, your opportunities and different things like that, Mm -hmm. you know the cost to the educational systems because of this, it's like, this is really for me a, a no brainer. We do have to definitely be very tight with our regulation. We want to always protect our constituents. But if we see a situation where people, certain groups of people are over policed mm-hmm. and are mm-hmm. in the system, mm-hmm. that's a problem. I was just with Toy Hutchinson, um, Senator Toy Hutchinson, this at the uh, um, NCSL Legislative Summit in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And we we met up and I was so excited to see her in, in Chicago is the, for Illinois, the first state to pass or legalize uh, recreational, I mean, legalize cannabis for adult use Mm -hmm. through the the legislative body. They're the first state to do that. And I'm just so excited for them. And they're about to uh, seal and expunge 768,000 records, criminal convictions. I'm like, whoa, this is massive. And and that means these people can now have access to jobs, job opportunities, educational opportunities, housing opportunities. Um, I was very, very um, happy to see the movement around housing this session because, you know, we, we do not want people in our state concerned about that 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 those low-level magwell hierarchy of needs we don't want them hungry we don't want them homeless we don't want them um unable to afford to care for their families because then we're not going to be able to be pushed to the greatness that i know the state of new york uh can 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 uh, achieve you know we have to take care of those common needs and there are people who are really suffering every single day here in nassau county in the city in the boroughs like People are really suffering, and I think that um, you know we we have a conference that is aware of this, and we have a conference that's concerned about it. So um, I think this budget, you know, it was it was a good budget. I I personally would have been a lot more happy with um you know the educational systems receiving their funds, especially since so many of my school districts were impacted. You
0: know, <laughs> well, you um, know but, well, you, well, you know, well, you you know, we'll live to fight another day. Um, yeah. But um, I, I do appreciate. Um, your feedback on that. Um, one uh, other thing before we wrap up, uh, Assembly Member Darling, um, you had I think this is you. You were there maybe a little more than six months, right? Um, yes. You started January, yes. and you yes. had a piece of legislation signed into law by the governor. Yes, I
1: had. I think one piece. I, I think a piece. Yeah, uh, the, <laughs> I, I had I had a street name change for one of our civil rights leaders here in Uniondale, that, that was signed into law. Yeah. Um, but as far as my other sponsored uh, legislation, not quite. I have two pieces that I am anxiously awaiting for the governor to sign. And I'm right now really petitioning for community buy-in because I can't do this by myself. And the fact that this legislation, this unprecedented legislation for the Hempstead School District is, um, is on the table. Senator Kevin Thomas and I worked really hard on this legislation. Our teams worked hard and this really could be something that could turn the village of Hempstead around the one of the largest villages in the country right now. And it'll have a ripple effect, but we re- we really need the community to get behind it and let the governor know we need him to sign it so that we can alleviate the pressures of crime, the pressures of, uh, you know, of children graduating and not necessarily be ready, ready for a workforce, ready to go into the workforce mm-hmm. and um, a lot of other issues that we have, but you know, education is a civil rights issue. You don't get that together, good luck. That that that's not a community that most people want to be a part of. So we are really Anxiously waiting that in the Free Armory bill. But yes, he did sign one of my bills though. Right? So you do have the bill. Well, for listen we did name, for your name uh, was screwed after um Marvin Harris, Harris Jr. So that we're grateful for that.
0: Well, yes, yes. And Melvin that's, Harris
1: Jr. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm
0: yes, and, and and that is what I was uh referring to. Um listen, I, and I'm here for the fight. If you you know, if you need to call on me, you know, you know how to get in touch with me. Uh you need uh, so a, another person walking, you know, in, in, in a rally. Let me know. Just give me, you know, I'm in New York City, so yes. just give me a little bit of notice. But I want to thank you, Assembly Member Darling, for joining uh, joining me on Tea's Table Talk. I want to thank you for your time, and also again for your leadership. You are a truly, truly an example of what uh, you know of of sisterhood, what women should be t- today, um, and 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 also, you know, it shows that you're supporting other women and helping them get a foot up as well. So I, again, I want to thank you for joining me today on T's table of talk.
1: Course, of course. And I want to thank you for your work because honestly, our podcast, our media, um, you know, our, our writers, you all are what help keep people aware and educate people. And without that education and awareness, Community buy-in is really impossible, but we need to know what's going on and we need to have these platforms with really good, solid content. So thank you so much, T, for, for giving me this, this opportunity and I look forward to working with you.
0: Thank you. That was Assembly Member Taylor Darling. Uh, she's phenomenal. She is doing amazing work. Um, she came in uh, you know, January 1 of 2019 uh, uh, with, as she said, no prior, uh, um, experience as a, uh, as an elected, uh, official, uh, and, uh, and she won, and she's now fighting for the 18th assembly district. This is what I mean when I was talking about the type of women that I run into, uh, every day, and I'm going to bring them to you so that you can hear, and then also, uh, you know, maybe it might inspire you or or someone else uh, to do do something that, you know, may take you out of your comfort zone um, or may cause you to help someone else, another woman uh, or anybody for that matter. I'd like to thank you for joining me on T's Table Talk. Until next time.